0: This is the first Live Pulse podcast. You are a part of history, my friends. We got a really great show for you today. Really happy you guys are here. I am Kevin Miner.
1: I am Josh Dakota.
0: Yep, that's right. Check out. <laughs> this is the podcast where we are monitoring issues in state procurement. We have our finger on the pulse. It's going a little fast, that's okay. So, we're excited to be coming to you live from NASPO Annual in Austin, Texas. Are you guys having a good time so far? And we are so excited to be joined by our very first live guest. This is Dan May, the Deputy Director of Operations
2: for the great state of Florida. How's everybody doing today? Dan, thank you so much for coming, sir. Well, well, thanks for having me kind of excited to be here this this first live recording. Dan, you are the
0: Gummerts in Training Deputy Director at the Division of State Purchasing in the great state of Florida. Can you describe your roles and responsibilities and why we should be listening to what you have to say today? Honestly, you probably
2: shouldn't. <laughs> no. Transparency, folks. So, yeah, important in public procurement, right? Transparency. No, I, I, I took a, an interesting path um, in that my background is actually in counseling, mental health and substance abuse work. Um, and then somehow I got into the training world, and that led into procurement. And now I have um, a multi-billion-dollar e-procurement system underneath me, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> but no, um, it, it's been a, a lot of learning, uh, drinking from the fire hose, if you will, but, but my responsibilities now, I have the, the certification and training programs for the state of Florida, including our certified contract management manager program, um, which relates a little bit to vendor performance. And then for us, we're, we're so fortunate to have our full procure to pay suite as an e-procurement system and that suite includes uh, the vendor performance tracking that we're gonna talk a little bit about today. So Mm -hmm. I might not know what I'm talking about, but I can at least pretend like I do.
0: Absolutely, and you guys probably won't know the difference, so hopefully anyway. (laughs) So what's your uh, background? How did you kind of come into this position?
2: So I I learned very quickly that as as passionate as I was about mental health, particularly working with adjudicated youth, Mm it didn't pay the bills for a small family. So I, I started getting into training work. Um, I did a lot of, of curriculum design, development oversight, delivery of training. I, I actually got hired in State Purchasing to be a training coordinator. And they were like, you know, come coordinate trainings for us. You don't have to supervise anybody and we'll pay you more than you're making now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Where, where's the... Where's the bad side of that? Uh, and then over time got promoted to governance and training manager and now uh, promoted sure. to the deputy yeah. director. So
0: we got some pretty exciting stuff planned today. we got some games. We've got some questions and answers. And at the end, we've got audience participation, okay? So that's you guys, right? Uh, but first, I think we need some context, Dan. Um, so we know Florida uses a custom application called Vendor Performance Tracking, it's VPT, system to evaluate vendor performance. Can you provide some background on this
2: application? Absolutely. So, like I said, we're fortunate that it's embedded into our larger e-procurement system. Uh, and essentially what we do, any transaction that's over $2,500 or that is a purchase off a state term contract, an agency term contract um, through an invitation to bid, a request for proposal, an invitation, just about every transaction we do, the system sends an automatic survey to our agency customer and asks them to rate on a scale of one to five, uh, with one being pretty much fails to do anything and five being the best vendor of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The... the vendor's performance in four major domains. And, and those are performance according to specs, invoicing, delivery, and customer service. Um, so we're trying to keep it simple for our agency customers and yet at the same time really identify potential places where the entire delivery of goods and services could break down. Interesting, and what's
0: the significance of one through five? Why not one through 10 or one through 20?
2: Yeah, we just didn't want to do 1 through 20. <laughs> transparency <laughs> no. again. Yay, right? Transparency. <laughs> uh, no, it, you could do, and if you're in a state or agency that's, that's beginning this journey, um, I, I think develop a rating system that makes sense for you. For us, we felt like 1 through 20 has so much variation and, and potential for confusion. It was a little too much for our purposes. 1 through 10... Um, Really gives you that that back in school grading scale, mm-hmm. you know, A's, B's, C's, D's. We didn't really want that either, um, so we went with one through five because we felt like it made the most sense for us. It was also the least burdensome to our agency customers because that's another consideration. Obviously, is the amount of work you're asking people to take on through sure. surveying, follow up. Um, but also around the same time, we've been doing this for almost 10 years now, around the same time we had an initiative for, uh, to improve employee performance evaluations um, through this one through five scale. And where that landed was anyone who was doing their job 100% of the time, you received a three, hmm. which is the corresponding for our vendor. You deliver, you deliver on time, you deliver what you said you were going to, it's a three. Slightly better than that, you get a four, exceptional, five, you know, a little worse, two. Right. Yeah. So so.
0: that's interesting, though, because I mean, I, whenever I rate something, I'm either, if I'm going to take the time and energy, I'm either going to rate it really poorly or like exceptional. So it's kind of surprising to
2: me that that three is kind of that average. Right. Um, and, And there is the potential for bias, right? How many of you shop online where it's asked you to give stars? And typically, we give one star or five star because it's either the greatest thing we've ever seen or it was a terrible experience. So we have to be mindful of that potential bias that could show up in these results. We, we do a lot of outreach with our agency customers through my Florida Marketplace's training teams, reminding them of the purpose of this, the, the sort of what's in it for me, how it can really help you understand your vendor better, look for patterns of performance. Those kind of things. So there's a there's a big educational component that goes with it because the flip side of the everybody gets a three is the Oprah, right? You get a five, you get a five, you get a five. We don't want that either. Um, we we want authenticity, um, which is what we're looking for.
1: Yeah. And Dan, I think this comes at a really good time too, because like you, you mentioned shopping, you know, we are all checking ratings all the time for what we buy, the Uber drivers that drive us around, um, restaurants, you know, looking at the, at the menus and just all the comments there. So you know, really incorporating this and in, in bridging the gap between that and public procurement, when you're talking about the, the four domains, the four categories mm-hmm. that you all came up with, um, looking at that and having the agency customers um, really understand what they are rating, um, making it broad enough, but specific enough for what they're buying. So how did you guys come up with those? Right.
2: So again, something you're, you're considering in the future, there's, there's a wide array of categories you could consider, right? Um, we went performance to specs because felt like that was part of that contract compliance need. Right? Did you actually follow the terms of the contract? Um, and then delivery, obviously, it's a very clear expectation there, uh, whether it's outlined in the contract, in your purchase order terms and conditions, wherever you might find it, there is a specific delivery date, delivery location. You know, These were more black and white, a uh, little bit less subjective for us. We also chose to look at invoicing, we felt like it was important in the overall vendor performance arena and contract oversight um, did they actually deliver what they billed you for? That, that matters. Um, and then the last, because all of us in procurement are really in customer service, we felt like we should assess overall customer service ratings for the vendor. And Dan, so those has, were the
1: four. Has, has there been blowback? Uh, wh- what's that been like when, when there is a vendor that is rated low, when they were expecting a, a better rating, they think that they're delivering what they should be? Uh, what's that situation like?
2: So for us, because we just use this as one tool, when we're considering vendors, right? We this is not our. It's it's not a factor in past performance for procurements. It's it's not the beginning of some legal process for noncompliance. It's it's really just a look at data and an understanding of customer satisfaction with our vendors. Um, so we we have had. A little bit of frustration or a little bit of that, you know, I can't believe I got a two, and, mm-hmm. uh, but never anything where, where it really pushed us into a legal arena or concerns from that. Because for us, unlike some states, which I know is now statutorily mandated, hands if you're required to have vendor performance tracking, a couple of you, I see Nobody. two. No. Um, I think that makes it more of a challenge because then you're really locked into doing this and you have to consider it as past performance or as part of your contract managing process, whereas for us, it's it's another data point to help. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's one of the other selling points for our agency customers is is we try to let them know, look, this is a chance to hold a vendor accountable, but also set expectations, build your relationship, um, recognize them when they do really good work. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes that part gets overlooked Sure, um, But it's another, another factor.
0: So what can encourage uh, agency raters from just, you know, clicking all the way down, right? Just, just all threes all the way down so they can go home. What are the do's and the don'ts uh, from the agency, agency perspective?
2: Um, it's difficult to manage. Uh, and I'll be honest, sometimes that's a challenge because, mm-hmm. you know, you just want to go home. So let's just click through these surveys. Um, but one of the things is because it's an auto-push survey. We time limit the, the time they have to respond, but we, we try to give them more than 24 or 48 hours. We actually give them a full week to submit that survey and explain, we know that you're busy. We're, we just want you to, to follow up with us. When you have time, when it's appropriate for you, and when you have the, the energy to spend five minutes thinking through what this vendor really delivered for you. And, and so what's been the
0: impact on the system as it relates to the process and the procedures, right? uh, Like have your terms and conditions changed or the RFP and the contract? I I
2: can't say directly um, because this is a tool for us, Mm -hmm. but I can say that there have been some instances where if you're looking at uh, vendor performance data and slowly that number is dropping or not so slowly in right. some cases, right. mm-hmm. you know six weeks suddenly they went from <laughs> performing at right. four point five to one point six. Then with a a similar process that we have, which is the beginning of our sort of legal action, uh, the complaint to vendor, so suddenly vendor performance tracking data is going downhill, complaint to vendors coming from agencies are are increasing. Um, I I can think of one specific instance where that combination kind of led us to some meetings with a vendor, and we realized that they were in over their head, unable to fulfill the state term contract as it needed to be done, and, and we wound up um, mm. terminating early and re procuring that, that mm. commodity. Wow. And, and, and it was painful. That,
1: wow. that sounds painful. And, and you you had mentioned in, in order for the response to get out there, you guys designed some automated prompts and, and notifications so that the agency customers would be able mm. to see that when an invoice comes in or uh, explain yes. or talk about the automation So part of So BPT.
2: once the the a good or service is delivered and the agency clears the invoice in our e-procurement system, that's what triggers the survey automatically to be sent to that agency customer. We don't allow them to delegate the surveys, which is something else that we felt was important. Like, I, I don't want to send a, a survey um, for goods that Cindy bought and, and have her delegate that to, to Jordan mm-hmm. um, because he doesn't know necessarily. On, Jordan, Jordan doesn't know, guys. That's your takeaway from this session. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a song, isn't it? <laughs> Could be. Jordan Do you want to turn it know. into Jordan
0: doesn't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I have no idea what I was talking about because I distracted myself with my own bad jokes. Dan doesn't um, know. Dan, Dan doesn't, doesn't know. know. <laughs> there you go, Jordan. Uh. <laughs> uh, but, but using that sort of auto function without delegation, that that's one way we have a pretty high return rate, which is... which. Is one of the considerations you should make we'll talk about that in a little while yeah,
0: so do you find that that conversation with the vendors ever becomes condescending? how do you how do you do that right Because there's no way that you can't have a discussion with a vendor, tell them that they're doing poorly, and then lead them to the
2: solution without being condescending right <laughs> so I, I don't have a single Bit of sarcasm or, or condescension <laughs> in my body. Okay? Oh, oh, really? I'm not,
0: None. Not Just even not, able to. Not do even that. a little bit. Not
2: even a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, it, it can turn very confrontational, condescending, hurt feelings, frustrations. You guys have had conversations with vendors that weren't going to be positive mm-hmm. interactions, right? How fun is it? It sounds like very. So that's hey. awesome. So this is the part where I, I stand up because mm. you've got standing. I, I, right I have to do the movement and those kind of things. So we're going to key you up. It's a little after lunch. I know some of you. Sleepy eyes. I see them a little bit. I will throw candy at you. I have no issues I've with that. I've seen him do it. He's, they saw it in the mm-hmm. last group. I've seen it. The other it. thing we're going to do is every time I say the word magic from this point forward, you're going to go magic. Magic.
0: Okay. Give it a shot. Ready? One. Two, three. Match. Match. There we go. Okay. Oh, beautiful. All right. They're with us. I thought I was a Disney with for us. a second, Dan.
2: So here is a, a quick slide of, of the five one through five scale that we use to rate our vendors. Um, you can see one there is, is a pretty bad experience. Two is, you know, maybe they did pretty well but the delivery was late. Maybe customer service didn't return a phone call. Um, three is you know, meeting what we're absolutely looking for. Four gets to that you, know, uh, you achieved a little bit better than what the contract said you needed to. Five is you just blew our minds with everything that you delivered for this particular order. Um, those are the four domains that we talk about, but this is the, this is the magic part.
0: <laughs> Yay, all right, very you guys good, are with me. Very good good. good, good. Give yourself a round of applause.
2: <laughs> that was beautiful. All right, so this is, this is an example rating and an example conversation you can have with your vendors. If I told you there's a way to help them understand where they're coming up short, see the things that they're doing well, and they can give you their own corrective action plan without you ever having to say anything negative to them, what would you say? Awesome. It's magic. <laughs> magic. Okay, so this is, this is how this in an ideal world works, it doesn't always go this way, but it's, it's a great starting point if you're using this as a part of your tools for vendor management, vendor relations. So this particular vendor, customer service, we're gonna see that they, in the past month, had an overall rating of 3.7 on 18 invoices. What does that mean? That's the question I want the vendor to tell me. You guys, you see this vendor You see this 3.7, you're having this conversation with the vendor, you meet with them, and you say, okay, 3.7 this month in customer service, what does that mean to you? And what is the vendor telling you? Hmm, what are they saying? Okay, they might say they're a four or five, but if I'm actually asking you, explain to me, when you see 3.7, what does that mean to you as the vendor? Remember, we're we're also talking to them about the fact that our our ideal rating, or if they met their objective 100% of the time, was a three. So a 3.7 is? Way above average. I'm exceeding. Above average, I'm actually doing better. They might not see it that way. They might. They might not. Or, it could say room for improvement. They could say absolutely yeah, room for improvement. Absolutely, But they're also gonna have to tell you, what does a 3.7 mean to you? It means what they have interacted with and what they have done with your customers. right? So it's a starting point. So the second part of the conversation, and this one to me is, is the real, the key question, because this is the part they love. This is where you're really gonna build some rapport, identify some positivity. Okay, so for this month in customer service, you got a 3.7. It wasn't a one, so tell me what you did. And it's important that you go 3.7, not one, because you want them to be able to talk about some positives. Is it important that we have our vendors talk to us about the things they are doing well? Absolutely. Number one, Because it helps them understand you're not always the bad guy. Number two, because it reinforces the behavior you're actually looking for. And number three, because it helps build relationships for the future, and if we're really trying to strategically source, especially in certain services and commodities, then we need to build these strong relationships, right? So, vendor, you're at a 3.7 and not a one. What did you do to earn that? And what are they having to tell you? All the positives, all the hard work. And then this is the question where it gets a little more challenging. Okay, you're at a 3.7 this month. What would, we be, what would be different? What would change for you and for our agency customers if you were able to move from a 3.7 to a four? Hmm. So what would you do differently? What do you think the customers are looking for differently to help you move, just that little bit. I'm not looking for a five, right? Uh, that's unrealistic. I'm looking for a four, just a slight improvement. And now what are they telling you? What they can do to improve. They're giving you an improvement plan just by you asking the question. So mm-hmm. you're not demanding anything. You're not telling them they're doing anything wrong. You're just thinking about how do we constantly improve our customer service. It's not necessarily a contractual issue. This is a relationship building tool now. So, and it's it's a very small change we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So maybe that improvement would be, hey, we'll we'll, we'll do a, a secondary quick review to make sure all of our invoices are accurate. Maybe it was nine out of, or maybe it was 16 out of 18 this month, we'll shoot for 17 out of 18. Mm-hmm. Small improvements, Can continual I feel like small would, improvements. I feel like this would work really well with like toddlers
0: too. Yes, yeah. toddlers, it does. It also sometimes works on spouses. Ho oh, ho, rating spouses. <laughs> that is another uh, general session. That's a whole different thing, it's pretty, it's a different conference. Don't we're not,
2: really do that. We're not going. It <laughs> doesn't yeah. end well. Yeah, they a disclaimer. The NASPA Pulse does not support that. <laughs> no, but, uh, but I will give you this. Um, you guys heard about my, my background in mental health and substance abuse. Yeah. This is actually called the readiness ruler, or the motivation to change ruler. And these three questions come from 1980s substance abuse literature, and it's been proven over 40 years. This simple chart actually changes people's behavior. And it works for vendors, and it works for anyone needing change. It's a great way to talk to your employees about their evaluations. Hey, you're at a 3.6 this year. What would be different if you went to a 3.8 for next year? Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're giving you their own corrective action plans or improvement plans. Right. Leading them to the solution. You're leading them to the solution in a kind of non-directive
1: way. Non-condescending way, too.
2: Yeah. But depending on the person.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The, so the, like the, the 1.5, as I saw it, you know, like one star, two star, through five stars, it, it, this, this really gets down to, it's not just numbers, it's the relationships. Right. It's wh- how you're talking to the vendors, and it is providing uh, a way, a vehicle, to get to those conversations, that's, to be able to perfect. say that. That's yes. perfect. That's
2: a great way to explain this. It's not about the numbers in reality. It's about the vendor relationship. It's about vendor accountability. Now, if they're down here at a a 1.3, we're having a different conversation, right? You can still use it a little bit, but I don't really need you to go from a 1.3 to a 1.5, because that's still not getting us what we need to our agency customers. But for, you know, if you're kind of in, in this range, this is an effective tool to try to get better.
1: Dan, that is awesome. Yep. Um, as we wrap up uh, here in this session um, of the podcast, um, do you have any advice for our listeners and, and our audience? Um, maybe a few things. I, I know that for some of you, your, your
2: states are, are experiencing legislative mandates to add vendor performance tracking. Maybe it's something that you're just pushing internally as an initiative. Um, there are a few things to consider. You know, We're, we're very fortunate in Florida to to have our, our custom-built system um, be able to, to add this. I'll also go and say, um, I think attached to your uh, breakout session information is a link to our webpage. Uh, we yep. are the, the public records law state, so all of our vendor performance rating information's online. Um, you, any of you can view it um, if you want to. But the, the few things I would, I would say consider, um, number one is response rate. Um, you know, you, you want to either procure or build a system that people will respond to because otherwise you're just gonna have nothing. If you're having 10,000 invoices go through a month and you're getting surveys on 70 of them, is there any validity to that? Sure. Probably not. So think about your response rates. Um, the second thing I would, I would suggest is find the rating and the metrics that work for your state or find the rating and metrics that are based on what you need. Um, maybe these four domains don't work for you. Maybe you need six. Maybe you do need a scale of one to 10. Maybe you want to use the star system. Um, just think about what you really are looking for this to be. And that's the third thing is if you're collecting the data if you're going to ask your state agency customers, your eligible user customers, to go through these extra steps of responding to surveys, rating vendors, what are you doing with it? Is it just to check a box? Because if so, don't waste your time. Don't waste everyone's time. But is there a strategic purpose for it? Are you gonna include it in past performance? Are you going to use it as a vendor relationship tool? Are you gonna think about it in you know, some other terms that I haven't thought of yet and don't have the words for right now?
0: Right. Yep. And, and if you have the words, we can fix that in post later. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll just edit those <laughs> yeah. in, right? All right. Awesome. Dan, thank you so much for talking with us today. I really appreciate it. Can we get around? round Thanks, of a hand, Dan. please, for Dan? Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay.